welcome to Desolate Hey everybody, and welcome to Desolate Ada. We've got a couple things to show off today. We've got a little bit of mailbag, and we got this uh, funky thing that Mr. Lady Ada got for me. But um, first up, is there any news or updates you want to let people know? Nope, full speed ahead. Take it away, Desk of Lady Ada. Lady okay, Ada. Well, let's go to the overhead. Okay, so um, first up, you got this like yeah, it was some weird, like weird like. Uh, yeah, I collect pink PCBs, and uh, this is uh, one that arrived in the mail. Yeah, and it's uh, has an open source hardware logo. It's called RGB Duino Uno. I wonder if the files are actually. Something. Well, it I don't believe so. Yeah, and um, it uh, it shows up as like an Arduino and the Arduino IDE. Yeah, it's got like a standard USB serial converter. It's also it got some extras. It's got like an on off switch or like yeah. some switch. It's got an extra button. Um, it's got looks like you know pin protection on some GPIO or something. Um, it's yeah. wider than most Arduinos. So that's something to watch out for. Two NeoPixels. It looks like an old buzzer. So yeah, this one's going in the uh, Arduino museum that I have of yeah. uh, all sorts of weird Arduinos. This is like the demo, so it kind of does some stuff. That's cool. I don't know what. Uh. Oh, it looks like there's LEDs over here. Hey, look at that. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. And then this is... I don't know what this is either. Looks like it's got a demo. Anyways, uh, funky. I like, you know, the silkscreen's interesting. It's like, how do you how do you do this kind of uh, detailed silkscreen is uh, kind of neat. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, uh, that'll be part of the... Uh... Arduino Museum. Yeah. It is now like, added to the collection. You like to collect the weird ones, um, for sure. All right, next up is um, you got this Spaceball 2000. What, what's the story with this? You so want, this, is, this is when we were on a good track on what the Internet was going to be and what computing could be. So this was an input device that you often use for, like, 3D modeling and more. I saw this probably in a lot of, like, 90s movies. Um, but this was... Uh, it's it's haptic ish, so you know when you when you hold the ball and move it around, that would rotate models in space and more. And then you had these like quick keys up the top, and uh, you know turn it over to the side uh, if you want. You know, it's it's beautiful. Like this is definitely when you're doing um, things like the lawnmower man, uh, you know, prop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, crew. Uh, it definitely looks like something out of that. So. Uh, we took some photos of it because we wanted to have our gallery of interesting input devices. But then I said, hey, Lady Ada, could you get this to work with, like, a regular computer, like a modern computer? Yeah. And uh, we were testing some samples and doing some other things. And you said, yeah, matter of fact, I can. Yeah, because I had this sample that I got. This is a... Um this is a DE9 character. This is serial because mice used to be serial only. Um, and so I had a, a sample that's a USB-C to serial adapter cable. And I was like, oh, I have to test it anyways. And so, you know, why not test it with this? Um, so this adapter plugs into a computer and it gives you a serial port. But then the output voltage is plus or minus 6 to 10 volts instead of like 0 to 3 volts. Like most people are used to, you know, console cables um, like this. And this kind of console cable, um, you know, has power ground RX TX and the voltage on the RX and TX lines is about three volts. Whereas the voltage, uh, you know, the power is, um, 
maybe you know three or five whereas on um rs232 serial it's plus or minus and it's inverted so it's like what would normally be um you know a, a high level like 3.3 volts is actually negative six so it's like inverted and it's also um this this uh you know wide um voltage swing and that's because you know this is a non-differential signal and this was meant to go long distances and so to deal with the resistance of the cables they would just have um a really wide voltage range and so like you know as the cable got farther and farther it would it would shrink down but it would still be you know plus or minus some voltage um and then you know there are people who made the you know they've sort of turned these i guess there's a there's a modern version so this is the 2003 even though this was like a 1990s thing um and the um the the 2003 version like i said it's, it doesn't have usb it has serial and there's people who have um written code that will convert this into like an hid device but it got like the code looked very complicated and so i want to start with just can I read the data and what's the data uh, format? So let's go to um, the computer. And then this is a nice document um, written by Lab Tech. I guess, I guess it's published by them or I don't know, I'm clear. Uh, and they published the protocol. And so it's, uh, it's RS-232C, uh, 9600 BOD, 8N1. Um, there is X on X off flow control, but luckily I didn't, I haven't seen it. Um, I, you know, there's, I guess data is coming through the, uh, uh, USB serial port fast enough because I, well, maybe it did happen, but I just end up dropping the, the, the data that doesn't, uh, pass the structure. And then, um, there's packets and then there's like request packets and basically you send data back and forth, um, binary data and there's a little bit of encoding and, and for the most part you can um there's some data that's sent asynchronously so when you press a button a packet is sent so it's actually a good way to test it as you press the little buttons at the top uh data packet is sent and then um you know the other thing you can do is query it uh you can ask it which buttons are pressed and what is the location of the the ball and it will send you a packet in response. So, you know, it's, it's you kind of want to do both. Um, I like to pull for the ball location and then I listen for um, asynchronous data to get the um, the, the button presses. Uh, so I kind of went through, I didn't really read through all of this because it's kind of long. Um, I just wanted to get like the basics going. There's also a buzzer inside that you can beep and there's like help and data packets and error packets, but um, basically put together um, a quick script with PySerial, which is like a great, you know, it's Python I find is really good for this kind of stuff where you're sending and receiving data and it can be binary and you have to pack it and unpack it. Um, this is the, the mask, the binary mask for each button. So each button, it, you know, it sends back 16 bits of data and each pin, each bit indicates one button. There's nine buttons. Um, there's eight at the top and there's uh, one in the ball itself, which is kind of weird. There's like a little, there's like a little like belly button on it. Um, and I keep track of the states and then I've got a serial port. Um, lines are read, all data packets end with, uh, a slash R or slash N. So that's really easy. Um, you init by just telling it, Hey, send me binary data. 
And then I just have a loop where I look for uh, K packets, which is the button data, or uh, D packets. So I can, I'll uncomment the, um, the part where I actually show what is being read. And I can, uh, hold on. Is that readable? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you press a button, uh, you see I'm getting these packets that start with K and the bits, the, the two uh, characters afterwards are affected by which buttons I'm pressed. You know, I'm pressing, so if I press more buttons, oh, and I touched the ball, sorry. So if it's just the buttons, you know, you get a K packet. And then um, D packets are when you move the ball around. So you can see it starts with a D and then it has um, two bytes of like timestamp data and then uh, six sets of um, uh, int 16, two, two byte per uh, data point um, for X, Y, and Z. Oops, sorry. When I, when I click, I forget that that pauses the output. And then you can see, you know, I'm parsing the data into um, the X, Y, and Z, and it always ends up with zero, zero. Like if you release it, it always go back to zero, zero. So like that's another way you can test that you're getting the data right. But as I'm moving the ball, maybe I'll hold this up. As I'm moving it, data comes through, and then I press buttons. I get button presses. So that's that's it. I mean, pretty much, um, it's the the code's done. I mean, it, it's um, again. There's there's existing projects out there that interface with the Spaceball um, 2003, but they're more complicated. And they use like USB IP, and it was like it was kind of like a big thing. And they they try to um, implement the HID interface so that can act as an HID device. But I was thinking it would be more interesting if this was connected to like a Featherwing or something. Because yeah. then we can make a Bluetooth version of this. Um, the only other thing to watch out for is the, uh, you know, there's this cable which is serial and power, and the power needs a 2.5 millimeter jack, not 2.1 millimeter, FYI. All right. All right. Any questions or? No, um, I think we might put up a, a little video, or if you want to toss the code up or something like that, we can do a little video. Yeah, I can toss. I can toss the code up on a gist or something. Okay. It's not. It's not like a whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's Let's do it. Let's do a gist, so we can get the gist of it. Okay. And then what's the uh, great searches? Work? Okay, so the great searches. I wanted to make a feather wing that would connect to this, oh. and so. Um, let's, oh wait, uh, let's play do, the song, the and song. then we'll do it. Yeah. The Great Search brought to you by Lady Ada, Ada for DigiKey. Thank you so much, DigiKey, for supporting the Great Search. Lady Ada, use your powers of engineering every single week to show people how they can find things. Sometimes it's stuff in the middle of a project and you're like, oh, this would be a good Great Search. So this week is what? Okay, so this week um, I'm we're working on integrating this um, um, Spaceball 2003, this 3D mouse thing. And it comes with um, a DE9. Uh, which has RS-232 serial on it. And I realized that we don't have a breakout um, in the Adafruit shop, or I don't have one, that will convert TTL serial, like from an Arduino or CircuitPython board, whatever, into RS-232. And so I thought, um, let's, let's go to DigiKey and see if we can find one that does that. So this is, uh, just quickly, this is the protocol for the, the Spaceball... 2003, and at the bottom, I think there's even a little pinout diagram. Maybe I'm confused. 
maybe it was another, it was another document. Sorry. So this was only the protocol, but there is a pinout. Basically, it's it's um, you know plus minus six volts on the data line, and so I need to convert zero to three volts to um, zero to uh, negative six to six. So let's go to DigiKey. And so what I want is an RS232, uh, they're called transceivers, which I always misspelled. So let's see if I got it right. Yeah, not I before E. I guess it's except after C, that's true. So it's C-E-I-V-E-R-S. Um, and so these are chips that will convert logic level to RS232 standard. And one of the nice things about these, um, I've been, you know, it's one of the first chips I actually used uh, in school is that they'll also, not, they'll all, not only do the level conversion for you, but they'll do the level generation for you. So you don't have to provide them with that negative plus minus six to 10 volts. They'll generate that for you using a switch cap converter. So let's go to an active, and then we only want a transceiver. We don't want a driver or receiver. We want both receiving and transmitting. Um, wow, there's an Apple Talk converter, it's handy. Uh, let's go with stuff that's only in stock and only sold by DigiKey. Uh, next question is how many drivers, receivers? So you'll see it's a transceiver, so it's always positive. Um, you know, in general, you want two, two. So you have RX and TX, that's one set. Um, and then you have RTS um, and DTR both ways. So it's four total signals. But, you know, I'm okay with more. So I'll go up to four, four driver transceivers. And then, uh, let's see, I want only surface mount because I want to be able to pick and place this. And next up is the voltage supply. Again, you know, some, there are some here you see that require you to provide it with that plus or minus uh, seven, you know, volts or whatever, five volts. I don't want to do that. I want to run this off of three volt logic. So I'm going to select only this and below. So only these because they will have support for three volt uh, power supply and logic like on the feather, feather wings. Okay, so um, lots of options here, but let's do it by, you know, price because why not? So let's put in, you know, quantity of 250. And then let's see what we've got. So the max two, max three two three two. So originally this was called the max two thirty two, uh, which is a classic uh, transceiver. Um, the max uh, three two three two, I think, is the three volt version. Um, and you can see they're not very expensive, and they come in a lot of different makers. So you see, TI makes a max three two thirty two, and so does Max Linear. Um, they make an SP thirty two thirty two. So. And there's a lot that are very similar, like you'll see the SP, and then there's another Max. Um, you know, Renaissance has an ICL3232. So, and they're all pin compatible too. There's like 16 TSOP and 20 SOIC. So I have a couple options. So basically anytime you see the 3232, like, you know, down here, there's one. Um, these are good to go. So let's look at this one, because this is nice and inexpensive. It's only 67 cents. Um, we can look up the data sheet here, which I already pulled up. Um, so this is a three volt to 5.5 volt multi-channel RS-232 uh, driver and receiver. Um, 
so yeah, it's got uh, you know these simple buffers, uh, except there's two of each, so you get each direction two sets. So RX and TX, and then RTS and CTS. So flow control basically as well as um, data, and then it comes in a couple different packages, all 16 you know pins, um, and then uh, there's this charge pump built in, which is quite handy. Uh, and so they mentioned it, you know, you'll need to add a couple capacitors. There was one Maxim chip I remember that I really liked using uh, in school um, back when I didn't have to worry about the price of things because the lab paid for chips. And I would use the one that had the built-in capacitors. And it was like literally they would, it would just be a dip chip and inside they had the capacitors um, bonded in, in, into the chip. Um, but, you know, for a surface mount, if I'm going to be picking placing it, it's, you know, the chip was much, much more expensive. It was like $5. Um, so again, you know, I have this one chip that I would take with me from project to project because I didn't have to wire up these caps. Um, but if you're making a product, you're probably happy to put the capacitors on and they even give you um, a little layout here. So you see there's, there's two sets of, uh, there's actually four capacitors you need, or five if you include the VCC bypass. One doubles the voltage from three to six or from five to 10. And then the other one is an inverter. You can use a switch cap as an inverter, um, and that gives you the negative voltage. And then the buffer is just powered by these, um, by these uh, uh, switch cap uh, rail generators. Uh, so you can see here what it looks like. You know, there's data in, and then it gets converted from these little zero to three volt lines to this plus or minus red line. Um, but these are, you know, these are very handy. This is gonna a bread and butter chip. Um, it's in stock, uh, you know, if this particular model isn't available, there's always others. So, um, well, I haven't used this particular one. I have used the 232 series and, and they work really, really well for the job. So, uh, this is my pick for the great search. That's a great search. Okay, let's go to a few questions. Sure. Um, first up, of course I'm curious about supervisor uh, ICs. How important is the threshold voltage? I was using 2.5 volt one, but I can't seem to find any, but I did order some 2.2 volt ones for a TFT controller. Will that affect things badly? I don't know. I mean, you're gonna have to try it and find out. Um, shouldn't matter too much. Um, you know, a lot of supervisors have pretty long delays. As long as your power supply comes up pretty fast, you know, any cutoff is good. Okay. Uh, how does one use CircuitPython's UART to transmit with even parity? I can't seem to find what value to use in the parity argument for bus.io. .uart. Yeah, for that you might want to post in the CircuitPython Discord because I don't have it off. I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know that we support even in every um, build. You know, we kind of focus on the one that, you know, what everyone uses, which is 8N1. Um, I know 7E-N comes up once in a while, but I haven't, uh, I haven't used it myself. Any plans for digital signal processing? You can't get DSP chips now if you wanted them. <laughs> there is that. That's true. Okay. Yeah, that's why I don't do the great um, search finding FPGAs. People keep asking me to find them FPGAs, and I'm like, you can't. Yeah, so lots of folks seem to have had the um, space ball 
Um, they were saying it'd be good for a space program, controller, air traffic controller simulations. Yeah, these are and, adorable. Uh, and then I guess how much, you know, with, with the was the version with the serial port cheaper than the USB version? I mean, no. originally these were very expensive. They were like over $1,000. Yeah, this wasn't. This was just like an eBay fine. Yeah. I think I had a, I think I had a... Um, like a couple hundred bucks or something. I mean, you can still use them. Yeah. I think I, I had a uh, RSS eBay feed and yeah. I just found one for like, Here's a bunch of junk in a box, and I think it was one of them. Yeah. All right, um, well, it works. Now we know. Yep. Okay. They're kind of indestructible, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so we'll put up a uh, little video and probably the, the gist, so if someone wants to check out how we did that. Okay. We'll do that soon. And that is tonight's Desk of Lady Ada. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.